The Boy Who Wouldn't Grow Up, a.k.a. me because I host a kids movie podcast. We're talking Hook on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kidflix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and make a big fucking mess that your mom has to clean up because you're too small to hold a broom. My guest today, uh, she's a comedian. She's one of my favorite people. It's Alyssa Alduki. Hi, Ross. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm so great. I love what we're about to talk about. Yes. So we're talking Hooked. Um, wh- what's your relationship with this movie? Um... I, I've always loved anything Peter Pan. Okay. I've always loved anything Peter Pan. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is like the darker pan stuff. And I love a backstory. I love, so I just like, I was always super duper into it. And then I read Peter Pan and that is my favorite book. Like the 1911 book? Yeah. Is it good? It's fantastic. Okay. Also, like this podcast, not really for kids. Ooh. Lots of murder and Hook is like, um, you admire him a little bit. You get to know like Hook's backstory as well. It's fantastic. Because yeah, um, Hook, like many other like Peter Pan properties, don't really explain why he's like this old Mm-mm. man living in the child world. His story is right in the book. Tell me. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know for pretty much you like, he was like a prep school kid, like very fancy. And that's where good form comes from. So really Hook's motivation for everything is pursuing quote unquote good form. So like what he judges as being, having a good character. Like, so if someone does something that's not good for him, like, uh, you know, even if it's like he didn't stand up when I walked into the room, that is where all of his ire comes from. Is he oh. think that pa- uh, Pan is not exhibiting good form because he's like out there causing mischief and pranking people. That's not good for him. And that's his well, that, thing. That makes a lot of sense. Beside it, but then I guess every other thing had to simplify it to be like, he's like a mean pirate guy. Yeah. No, he has like, he's re- he's just a cool character. And I think there was some like unloved child element for him Aww. as well. But it starts like way far back in his history. And- wow. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been wanting to do an episode of the podcast where it's like a book club. Maybe that'll have oh to be gosh, the first entry. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna pause. Come back in three weeks. I know. I was like, I was like, try not to talk about the book the whole time. No, but... I mean any context about this because I I honestly don't remember like watching this. I mean I I've seen this movie so many times. Mm-hmm. This was like um, one of those summer camp movies that when there was just some movie night, it would be either this or Newsies. Newsies. Oh my gosh. I did not see Newsies until I was either late, late teens or early adulthood. Like, and you're just like, this is good. Wow. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't, it didn't grab me. I get that. I, I, t- I think when I first saw it, I think I was maybe 10 years old. And mm-hmm. at first I thought, is this really the movie that we're all watching tonight? But then, <laughs> then once when the world will know kicks in, it goes oh, crazy. The one? I think, I think, and I, I still haven't seen it as a stage play. I think seeing it as a stage play would be good. Oh, yeah. I can get behind pretty much anything. Because Christian Bale is... Uh... That I liked. Oh, okay. <laughs> <That> <laughs> Not I as liked. acting, though, or accent. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> but we're here to talk about Hook. Oh, yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love how you said uh, that you were that you were like into 
all actually i'm curious to just hear like so what what kind of connects you with kind of peter pan stuff um i loved the disney cartoon that's yeah. probably i mean one of my top two favorites a lot of it is i always liked the art you know like sleeping beauty is my other favorite one because the art is just oh, so yeah. stunning in there it's like that all the scenes are hand painted i don't know why i knew this shit as a kid but i was like this is really nice no, no. well when <laughs> when there's something that you love as a kid you just like research and research and yeah like you and i i think are, are slightly different in age um and so know, like are we um we're both uh 17 yeah <laughs> But it's like when oh, it, when I was a kid, like we had dial up internet and stuff. And so, uh, but it was, there was so much information online at that point. So mm. it was like any movie or show that I watched and got obsessed with, I would just like l- research it for hours. This was pre-internet. Wow. I well, mean, yeah, this is the 1991. existed, but I was not on it. Well, no, well, not without a parent's permission, of course. Certainly. I did know how to... Um, you had to like type in a code to get into the computer. I remember knowing oh. that. Yeah, we did not. Yeah. Yeah, I just had to like wait patiently while the, while the dial-up noises happened for two minutes. That was like middle school. We got internet in the house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was probably like eleven. I remember it was a big deal in the house when my dad said that we were going to get DSL internet. Oh my gosh. It was such, I was like, oh, my friends have DSL. (laughs) I don't, I remember DSL being, I don't know why, but I was like, that's like for like businesses. Yes, exactly. That's what it was. Well, and then Kuwait, we had like internet, you buy internet cards. So it's kind of like, I, we also would do that for topping up your credit on your phone mm-hmm. when you had oh. credit on your phone. So yeah, you like scratch off the back and there's a code you buy it in like $5 dinar and then increments. And you know, if you bought the like unlimited, that was like super fancy. That was like one step below. Um, uh, what did we call it? DSL. DSL. Yeah. <laughs> I was like DLR, DSLR. <laughs> um, that's but, a camera. but that's like, so that's like one of those things where like it was kind of on par with like the, like how you would get hours of AOL via a CD-ROM almost. But I, it's like, I, is that what the CDs were for? Because I remember I people telling so. me about AOL, but I still don't know what it is. It really. was confused. I mean, it's, you don't need it's to like know anything. Concept. Yeah. It was, uh, I guess it was internet. I don't really know. I had so many different I'm email so glad addresses. Nobody associated. knows because They're everyone was like, business. you remember people always say like, you remember the CDs? And I'm like, no, no. I had little cards and then I would get kicked off. And then I got my own phone line. Whoa. So that we could, well, it was my phone line and the internet line. So I couldn't use it if someone was online, but. Well, naturally. This was know. the 90s, not 2068. Yeah. And I would talk to Selma <laughs> on my phone line. Yeah, shout out to Selma. Selma. You listen, Selma? Um, I'll send it to her. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, like I. Oh, back to her. Oh, so I loved yeah. Peter Pan, Peter Pan, Peter Pan. Yes. That's where we're going. Yeah. Um, you're also like, I guess unintentionally, you kind of have like a Peter Pan vibe to your outfit today. Like very oh, unintentional. No, this was very intentional. Ooh. I hooked it up as hook? in like, hook. I love hook. <laughs> I love villains. Well, because um, they're all gay. I've got a velvet jacket on. I, yes. I mean, he has like the frills, the wig. He has a good mustache. Oh, the mustache. A strong jaw. Yeah. Much like myself. I mean, that's, that's my one... Not one, my one gay stereotype, but one stereotype that I'm, I'm, I'm really into mustaches. Why? What? In Kuwait, we have a saying: a man without a mustache is like a sheep without a tail. Ooh, tight. I just learned that there's a breed of cat that has no tail. <laughs> That's why that uh, idiom is not about cats. Okay, <laughs> just making connections. Wait, they just here. come out without tails? 
<laughs> I think like I was I was doing the crossword today because I had nothing to do at work and that was one of the clues and I was like, "Oh, they don't have tails. That's weird." I don't like it. I don't I mean, I'm more of a dog person, but I mean, are there big cats without tails? I feel like I can picture a big cat without a tail. No, I think it's and it's I think it's more so like they have a nub to no tail. Ugh. My my parents' dog has a nub, but that's because like I guess that was a thing at some point People that you're supposed that. to clip Why? tails. Pe- humans are so weird. Weird. Like, Why do we, we're like decline cat? How- like decline yeah. cats, I wouldn't do. But I kind of get it that if you're like I don't know if you have like sensitive skin or something, you're like I don't want things just get. Yeah, scratched. if you're making it more about you. Yeah. <laughs> but like a, cutting the tail, I don't understand at all. Yeah, no, that's like just a, like a weird human thing. He's like thing. a small cockapoo. It's not like he has like one of those big golden retriever tails where it looks like a streamer and it can like yeah, slap. Yeah, I was a picturing bowl. like one of those like um, dogs that villains have in movies, like. Uh, I guess like, like a Cruella Deville. No, oh, wait, no, no she, she doesn't have any dogs. That's the whole the point. <laughs> I forgot. No, you know when you climb over a chain link fence and there are two dogs waiting for you. Those like Rottweilers. Oh, do people okay. take their tails off or like the little ones that look like skinny Rottweilers. Greyhounds. <sighs> Dobermans. Yes, that sounds right. That's the one. Um, I was thinking it the whole time, but my self confidence, despite the fact that I dress like a gay pirate, <laughs> <laughs> a pirate. Uh, <laughs> they're synonymous. I I don't know if I've ever actually seen like the original Disney Peter Pan animation. I'm so mad. You got to see it. Like I know. I think I've seen the part where he picks them up from the home and he's like here we go he's like get in we're going and the little shopping. boy has like the teddy bear and he's like Bleh. um <laughs> you haven't seen this movie <laughs> i've seen it because um they would always show a clip of peter pan in like the coming soon to video for disney uh-huh. and they would it would always show a little bit of peter pan like them going away okay well it's yeah. a great it's a great movie um it's it's about like kids escaping like kids are in charge it's just like such a great movie yeah to watch if you think the kids should be able to do whatever the fuck they want well let, let's talk about what the kids do in hook they do whatever they want <laughs> the i kids mean it's, do whatever it's they mainly want. just yell yelling and having mm-hmm. food fights mm-hmm. they have like um chants that they all do together like a cheer squad mm-hmm. uh they have like cues they all know what's happening it's a whole thing if you have a a game of wits uh the winner is called bangerang of that round i think bangerang is like a catch-all term i think it's like a positive um just like it was a word something is bang. i think it's like strength and congratulations so and according to imdb facts which oh, i love yes. imdb facts the word bangerang is a jamaican slang for uproar disorder or disturbance these kids are punks yeah i mean rufio is a punk Rufio is a punk. He also, well, that, that he was kid, the crush of the movie. For and he sure. also becomes, uh, he voices Zuko in Avatar The Last Airbender. I also remember that he was in, speaking of gay, this is gay icon, uh, movie number one. It was, um, but I'm a cheerleader and he is in the gay conversion oh. camp that oh my Natasha Leone goes to. And everyone sat up and they were like, <gasps> Rufio's in this. <laughs> and he's like in his pajamas in the also, gay conversion camp. He also has good makeup. Very good makeup work. In Rufio? Oh, wait. Yeah. Right. Oh, he has, he has kept up. It's not smoke eye. It's like, it's it's almost like rash eye because it's just like a lot of red <laughs> around his eyes. <laughs> he's pink eye. He has yeah, pink but eye. But I mean, if you live in the woods. <laughs> but he's uh, still real cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he says, because uh, when Peter shows up 
this one of the few quotes that I wrote down. But there, it's like this movie is also like very just awkward at it times. Is. It's super awkward. So he says, "I have the pan sword. Who's gonna take it from me, Rufio?" <laughs> yeah, I feel like especially those scenes. I feel like they gave all of those bits to someone who just learned English and they were like, can you write this? <laughs> because everyone speaks in a weird, like stilted way. Well, they all are kind of doing that. Um, just like the, like bad, this is, this is in the era of bad child acting. Like this it's is so true. This is before home alone when child acting had caliber. Right. I will say the kids who play Peter's kids, uh, Jack and Maggie, their yeah. acting is spectacular throughout Maggie the movie. Maggie never made another movie. This is her only movie. But, uh, can I tell you, from the beginning, there's the, the first scene is it's at the play. Yes. And she knocks it out of the park right from the jump. She acts like she's acting well. I mean, she's just good. Which I, I like that because I think it's weird sometimes when a, when an actor does that and they're just like, oh, I have to be weird on mm-hmm, stage. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're acting right now. Just do that, but do a different person it was perfect it's yeah. like they were like just act like you and she was like okay and she's cute and she's great and the kid that voice uh, that not voiced that played jack is great he's excellent the whole time there's that airplane scene where uh oh yeah jack's already been betrayed by peter and, and he's tossing the ball and peter's like can you not and he's like grow up and he goes but he goes stop acting like a kid and jack goes but i am a kid and he just has a genuine laugh like and then it's really you? weird but I love it when <laughs> Captain Hook, I guess, adopts him. Yes. Well, that is how Hook decides. That's how he, he is really going to get back at Peter, right? Yeah, by He's, by being his mm-hmm. son's new dad. Yeah. Because my other crush of the movie, Smee, says... I love Smee. I love Smee. As an adult... Well, my first crush was Peter Pan and Tinkerbell in the Disney Peter mm-hmm. Pan movie. I was disappointed that Julia Roberts was Tinkerbell. I remember being very excited to see Tinkerbell, and it was Julia Roberts, and she just wasn't my type at the time. And uh, so I was a little disappointed. But then Rufio and Smee were there, and I was like, okay, great. I can go behind that. <laughs> great, this will fill the void. I think Smee I like now. Probably not as a child, but now Smee no, I think, ticks all the boxes. I think I always loved Smee, because he's, he's just kind of yeah. silly and like... Uh, he's the like one when who would be your Hook, friend. Yeah, and Captain Hook is like, Smee, do something intelligent. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Bleh, and that's yeah. always fun. But he comes up with this brilliant plan to make the kids love Hook. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it is cool seeing Jack dress like a little Captain Hook. Because you know how <sighs> you dress exactly part. like your dad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've made steps to dress as little like my dad as possible. My dad dresses my little bro- they like dress the same he that's really cute it's really cute we went out once and they both had like baseball caps a plaid shirt and vests <laughs> like little oh. puffer vests and jeans and they were walking around holding hands and i was like dad you just dr- <laughs> dressed your kid just like that's you. really sweet it was really I, cute though like i remember one time uh my family we were about to go out to dinner and i was in high school or something and i saw that my dad and i were both wearing like similar clothes yeah. and i was like I'll be right back. <laughs> and I just kind of <laughs> do a complete go. 180 with clothing. My sister and I do weird shit all the time. Like she and I once walked out of our bedrooms wearing the exact same outfit. And it was weird. It was like a light blue Lisa Frank shirt. And wait. <laughs> I already love it so yeah. much. Can and you tell me more about this Lisa Frank shirt? <laughs> it was, or not Lisa Frank, sorry. It was um, Frank, something Frank. Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a sh- it was so weird. We were From both wearing Franks. And the- <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the monkey, and it was a monkey. Oh, oh, Paul Frank. 
Yes. Paul Frank. We both had our oh, that's light good. blue Paul Frank shirts with the monkeys on them. And then khaki capris that uh, cargo capris that I had designed and my mom had gotten made at the tailor because that was the cheapest way to get clothes. That's fascinating. Yeah. And did they notice immediately? Or they oh, like, we walked okay, out girls. of the bedroom and I looked at my sister and I said, go change. Oh, okay. I thought this was like a fun coordinated thing of like, wouldn't oh, no. this be funny? But no, Mm-mm. you're sisters. You don't want to do walked that out. at what, all. We do stuff like that all the time. Like we were living together a couple of years ago and I texted my sister um, something about like, uh, all I ate today was some peanut butter on on untoasted bread as I walked down the street to the train station. And she goes, Oh my God, Alyssa, I did the exact same thing today. I walked down the street eating an untoasted piece of bread with peanut butter on it on my way to work. And our neighbors already thought that there was two, one person. Because my sister and I look alike. And so one of the neighbors goes, Steve thinks sometimes you're a real bitch and sometimes you're nice because my sister's just quiet. And I'm always like, hey guys, how you doing? My sister's like not really bothered with neighbors. But Weird I'm, thing to say to like... A well, Dawn knew there was two of us. Well, this is in adulthood. Oh, this okay. That's a, a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, 14-year-old, sometimes you're a bitch. All 14-year-olds need to hear that. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't a bitch necessarily, but I was not, you know, I was like a moody bitch. I think I was a moody bitch. I think I was like very aware of being respectful to adults. I really I liked I was one of those kids that liked adults a little bit more than I liked. Oh, totally. Kids. Because you would like it's because they think it's fun when you use like adult language and you think that you're using adult language. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm part of this. I think I've genuinely asked adults at points when I was a kid, like, huh, this weather, huh? Because it's just like, that's how you connect with that's them. That's it. That's it. I just wanted to be a grown up so bad and hang out with the grown ups. Friends with all my teachers. I'm still friends with my teachers. I'm friends with a couple teachers. I don't really text. I know some people that like text their teachers regularly. And I'm like, really? I don't have the time for yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, one of my teachers is from Philly, so we see each other. Oh, great. Like every once in a while, every year, he comes visits or something. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, it's nice. We're pals. Um, the most memorable thing from this movie, I think. <laughs> Back to, oh, what movie? I'm is uh, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, the part where uh, the little boy uh, is smushing Robin Williams' oh, face for a minute and a half. Oh, my God. And then eventually he says, there you are, Peter. <laughs> I Does that get you every time? It it got me a little less this time. <laughs> Not going to lie to you, it didn't really hit because I was so focused there was one part where he where he smushes he like spreads out a 1-inch portion of Robin Williams' face. Yeah. And I'm like there's nothing you could learn. And as a, in my 30s, in my almost mid 30s watching this, I'm like I am, let's, I'm early 30s. We're lying. I lied. <laughs> I lied to you, dear listener. Um, but just knowing that like he's just smoothing out his wrinkles, it really changed that scene for me. And I had a little bit of resentment for that wonderful little child. The, but on a, I would say the best child in the movie. Oh, definitely the best child in the movie. Besides the young Italian businessman child. Oh, <laughs> the one that has a little suit yeah. the whole time? <laughs> And watching that, I got nervous for him because I was like, oh, if I was that kid and I got all this imaginary food thrown on me, I would be so upset. His little suit. Yeah. I know. I do love the I do, the food scene is one of the most memorable scenes to me. Um, As a kid, though, I couldn't figure out like what it all tasted like because the, the turkey legs I got. But then yeah. when it's like all this like weird neon color. Just like thing. Play-Doh that didn't taste bad. Like like um, 
cake frosting that wasn't sweet is what I imagined it to taste oh, like. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just Crisco and something is what I imagined it tasted like. Ugh, I miss just being able to eat butter and not feeling shamed. I will never forget my mom once was like, what kind of cake do you want for your birthday? And I was like, well, I really like chocolate cake, but I love yellow cake batter. So I kind of want to make a yellow cake so that I can lick the bowl. And mom yeah. goes, how about I make you a chocolate cake and then I'll just seal up some yellow cake batter Ooh! <laughs> and so i just had a cake and cake batter for that's, my birthday that's the dream <laughs> it I, was great i like just uh celebrated my uh, birthday with my family the other night oh, and happy birthday it's tomorrow wink. oh great i mean by the time you're listening to it it was it's a week ago past. so thanks for the texts everybody mm-hmm. um but i knew <laughs> we had a very indulgent dessert of raspberry cheesecake and ben and jerry's oh my god my body hurts so much oh my gosh my stomach churned hearing it it sounds I, so good though i played it very smooth though i i like went over my boyfriend's and i was like can you ask your sister if she has like lactate, lactate or something yes we she have didn't. lactate that expired in 2012 we still take it because like, someone bought it in bulk in my family once and i still have it and like what's it gonna do what's it gonna do it's still it's an enzyme please Okay. We are we are not brought to you today by lactate. No, we're not. But we'd like it. But it works. Yeah. It works. It might be placebo. I take so many different medicines yes. for stomach issues. Like I I I have I take Tums way too much. I love a Pepsid. Pepsid is good. I'm a, I'm big on the Gasx train. Ooh, I should hit up some Gasx. I feel like that's probably a good when idea. You, when you need it, oh my goodness. You're like, like, I'm stuck in this room. I can't, I need, like we're in a glass box right now. Yeah. You know what? Yes, I understand why. You, I work in a restaurant where I can just walk past someone I hate and fart on them. Oh yeah, I tell, well when my Fitbit is like, why don't you take a couple steps? I'll just do a lap around the building and just kind of fart on everybody. Go. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Who cares? I, I think farting is not such a big deal. I tend to forget that burping, I think I spent like a lot of time in a loud restaurant. That's right. I worked in a very loud restaurant. And so you could just burp and no one would hear it because it was so loud in there. Mm-hmm. And while I was working there, I think I just got into the habit of burping out loud and not like, co- not like hiding it. Like, and I'll burp and people will react. And a lot of times they laugh cause they're not expecting it. And my thought is, why weren't you expecting that? <laughs> because I think people just burp out loud, but it turns out they don't. Yeah. I, I like I don't know if this is true, but I remember watching it in a Nickelodeon interstitial, but they were like, Did you know that if you fart, that's actually a sign that you're healthy, so like keep on farting. <laughs> I mean that's kind of true, but, but uh, too much. they don't warn about the dangers of excess. I excess remember I remember that it was like they said that and then there was like a weird like cartoon of a Jack Russell Terrier and they like oh. animated like a fart coming out a of it. Too- I think I remember something like that. I remember. Yeah, because I was like familiar. a anything that they could find with like bits with burps and farts was king. Of course, it's gold. Yeah. Um, you know what else I liked in this movie was what? the boo box. Wait, which part was that? That was when they find a tra- the pirates find a traitor in the crowd, and then they put it, they lock him in a chest, and oh. then they slowly drop scorpions in and torture him. That wasn't the pirate that was Jimmy Buffett, was it? Was there a pirate who was Jimmy Buffett? Like one of the pi- one of the pirates like when they when you f- when we first see Neverland is Jimmy Buffett. What? I, for- I forgot to write it down, <laughs> oh but God, like no IMDb idea. is like they're there. There's a lot of cameos in this. Oh, um Glenn incredible. Close is in here somewhere. 
um carrie fisher she i think she's the pirate they put in the boo box is it i mean is she <laughs> i don't know why i would think that i don't know either glenn close yeah oh my um, gosh uh also uh really saving this movie from nfl me. player tony burton uh david crosby george lucas uh and then like the director's kids which no one cares about yeah but uh but yeah, the, oh my god! There's a lot of unnecessary cameos in here. Um, also, wait. So, um, one weird thing that I found about Julie, there's a lot of shade against Julie Roberts surrounding this movie. Oh, really? Um, so first, according to IMDb, she was nicknamed Tinker Hell because she was difficult to deal with. Mm. But also, it's they they remind us that she was working like acting with nobody and just like hanging next to a green screen the whole time the whole time yeah so like i'll give her credit but apparently like uh steven spielberg was like kind of a d to to her a lot i can see that that sucks that she got the named the villain in that scenario yeah he said he said it was an unfortunate time for us to work together in an interview with uh uh 60 minutes and this was also Right around the time that she was engaged to, and then s- just dropped the engagement to Kiefer Sutherland. So she was having a moment. Yeah, she was having a real moment. And then Steven Spielberg was like, "What are you about?" Yeah, and then Julie Roberts was like hurt after that. She was like, "What?" And <laughs> that's a direct quote. Oh my gosh, I was like, "Wait, what? Then what?" <laughs> <laughs> um, also, a crazy person that turned down the role of Captain Hook, David Bowie. Shut up. What? I mean, I love Labyrinth. This movie would have been... Oh, my God. I mean, listen, let us say that Dustin Hoffman is incredible in the role as Hook. He is really, really good. I did not know it was Dustin Hoffman for years. Um, I don't think I was really super aware of him when I was a kid. But when I I did find out, I was very surprised. We were a Tootsie family. We were a Tootsie family, too. Not anymore. (laughs) No, <laughs> I mean, I think maybe, but I'm personally not. I mean, in terms in terms of starring men in this movie dressing up as women, yes. in a fun gambit, I go Mrs. Doubtfire over to hundred percent. Yeah, what are the odds that? And you know what's crazy? Now both Tootsie and Mrs. Doubtfire are like Broadway musicals. Are you? Oh, that's right. Doubtfire the musical that I would have a hard time writing songs for. I'd be like. Like you could write a song, um, you could write a song of Harvey Firestein, Harvey Firestein like making over him. That's oh, if that's yeah. not like a big song in it, where like it's kind of like a popular from Wicked type song. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, defying gravity moment would be when he doesn't want to make the bird smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, no. <laughs> I was gonna say, like the defying gravity moment is when he throws fruit at Pierce uh, <laughs> Brosnan. Oh, and then there's the choking scene. Oh man, <laughs> fuck! Am I about to watch Mrs. Doubtfire? Tonight? I think so. Great. I think so. I feel like there's like a sharks versus jets moment between Mrs. Doubtfire and Pierce Brosnan. Okay, yeah. that I can see. The more we talk about, and, <laughs> the more. And the opening song so. is uh, is during the birthday party when the when all the things oh. are going out of hand and the goat takes a bite of the birthday cake. <laughs> and Sally Field, what is Daniel? <laughs> That's the song. <laughs> God, this is good. The, this, I we should have written. You know this. what? <laughs> you heard it here first. We're gonna go to New York <laughs> to see Miss Doubtfire the musical. I'm going to 
this weekend we should go oh fantastic amazing you heard it here folks more fun on set trivia <laughs> that bob hoskins would alleviate stress on set by singing the lionel richie song hello by saying hello is it smee you're looking for oh yeah that's i mean that kills do you remember when i said i had a crush on smee it's doubled <laughs> and also like i mean if you're a bunch of kids and it's like this old guy is singing songs that we all like yeah oh my gosh i i i must imagine though it would, it would have been fantastic to be a kid working on this movie because like you get to just play around and goof off and I think every single story that you hear about Robin Williams working on set, like he's always super fun and like nice. Like, Ugh, fabulous. If you look closely in the scene when they're like, hey, Peter, it's actually Peter. Mm-hmm. You can see him like mouthing the words for like the little, the really little kid who oh. like did not know his lines at all. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about how nice that would be as a little kiddo. Yeah. And just Could- having like the best person ever. Because I don't Make know, you feel good. I don't know if he had if he had any of his kids at this point, but like yeah, he's know. always had that big dad energy. Oh, for sure. And he uh, he shaved his arms and chest for this role. Oh, you know, I I thought you know he, because there's that shirtless scene where they're like painting him. Yeah, which okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a crotch shot right before. Not like he gets shot in the crotch right before that too and I'm, there's a lot oh, of like I weird a, sexual a, tension in okay thank you because there's also another really weird shot where um when peter successfully flies and rufio is like you are the pan there's for i don't know why steven spielberg shot it this way but it's a sh- it's shot through peter's legs and yes. you just see rufio and he he gets down on his knees to oh, hand over the sword and God. they are very far apart in the actual like you see how far apart they are but it's but just like still and because th- there are other ways to show There's visually like, oh, he is conceding and Peter is the bigger man because Peter is an adult and Rufio <laughs> is a child. Uh, <laughs> and and yeah, you could have done it some other way. Good point. I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also Wendy who is by uh, Dame uh, Maggie Smith. Oh, Dame Maggie Smith. What a queen. But there, but she is, um, they had a thing. Wendy and Peter had a thing. Yeah. That's part of the story. Wendy and Peter had a thing. It's canon. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it. Yeah. And she's still kind of like, there's like a scene where she gets like real close with Peter. And she also was, he calls her Granny Wendy. Like she was, and it, she ended up being kind of a maternal figure. She's the great grandmother to his children yeah. the great the grandmother of his wife i mean they are now i mean there's a lot of like maternal energy but there's still definitely like granny wendy being like i was your girl peter <laughs> you were mine you have to remember <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um so there's Ooh, yeah oops, there's like a did i drop my gown <laughs> Gotta fetch us some tea, boy. Oh, Granny Wendy. <laughs> Boom, it took it took nearly a half an hour, but we finally did a Robin Williams impression. <laughs> we got to. Honestly, that's restraint. Um, <laughs> speaking of like weird kid and vibes, um, Michael Jackson was originally going to star in this movie. As me. Peter. As Peter. Like, 
Steven oh, Spielberg pitched it to him like wild. Like we want to do, I want to do like a new Peter Pan movie, and uh, it can be like a fun movie musical. Mm-hmm. And uh, I for I can't find the quote or like the I forgot to write down why what made Michael Jackson disinterested in it, but like a weird uh, oh yeah. Jackson expressed interest in the part, but was not interest in, interested in Spielberg's vision of an adult Peter Pan who had forgotten about his past. Yeah, no, Michael Jackson's like, I'm going to be a kid forever. <laughs> There's no way I'd ever forget. No, could I do, could, could I be Rufio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would have made a, a good weird Rufio. Yeah. I would have, no, I would have watched Michael Jackson as Rufio for sure. I mean, I do like when you see a production of a show and... There are child characters, but they're all played by like SAG Afro members. Oh, what a great moment to bring up Mary Martin's Peter Pan, the stage play <laughs> and musical. The who's musical your, of Who's Peter your Pan. favorite Peter Pan? <laughs> so, so far we've mentioned the Disney movie, Mary Martin, a classic. She did not, she, she like bought up all the copies of that VHS oh. tape and, um, or and the every reel of it she wouldn't let anybody watch the taping of the stage play that she did mm-hmm. as peter pan and then they finally like re-released released it at some point in the past decade yeah. or so but um we had a we'd like recorded it off a videotape from somebody we knew and uh we had a copy and i always treasured that i mean it was like definitely the corniest one but there's some great music there's some definite like weird Indian stuff, but that's not, uh, but that's just written into the whole thing. The yeah, this is, a, this is a, and, like you, we said, this is a book from 1911. Yeah, written by an English guy about Native Americans that live in a fantasy place. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, yeah. So there's. Yeah, it's like when you read uh, Willy Wonka and you're like, oh, these Oompa Loompas, they're not what they look like in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely aye, not. Aye, aye. Yeah. Turns out the <sighs> old. British white guys are kind of uh, insensitive when it comes to yeah, race. Yeah, I feel like he definitely has like a super racist weird. He's like Norwegian. Big fan of his writing. Uh, yeah. As I love anything creepy, dark, and for children. Oh, I did forget about this, though, this one fact about... Because like Peter Pan is like a weird thing in terms of like a such a pop culture thing that mm-hmm. came from... That was popularized by Disney. Because it's not like some old folklore story. It is like a yeah a book but i forgot about this that right before um uh jm barry died he gave the rights of peter pan to the great ormond street hospital for children in london which is where lady wendy is part of in yes. film hook <laughs> oh i forgot we're talking about the film hook <laughs> but i always forget about that that like that's like a cool <laughs> thing that is definitely an anomaly of like, he's just like, yep, you guys can have this forever yeah. and benefit from it. And it is the most, one of the most published children's books in the world as well. I believe it. Yeah. And, and it, when I want to stress that the book is, I wouldn't read it to a child under eight. I feel like there's, I mean, that's, there's, that's reasonable. There's a lot of bloody murder in this book and, and it's very philosophical. I find even though when I was eight years old, I lo- I was obsessed with like blood and murder and stuff. Yeah, I was reading Christopher Pike, mm, which was, reading, was like creepy. I was reading sci-fi. the Wikipedia articles for the Saw franchise. Oh my gosh, I I cannot watch Saw. No, neither can I. Wait, I, so you just read about it on Wikipedia? Yeah, so that was <laughs> a, like I was like fascinated with the macabre and stuff, but I was terrified of all of it. Yeah, like I I would lie awake at night being scared that 
like a TV would come out of my wall and the saw puppet would be there and be like, hello, Ross. Oh, that is scary. I'm going to have nightmares about that. Tonight. Oops. Um, and I won't do the voice anymore. Oh, my gosh. Um, what else is there? I mean, there's obviously so much to talk about with this movie, but it's kind of just like, do you think like, do you think it's good? I think it's good. I think it's good. But I also, like I said, have a penchant for Peter Pan stuff. I yeah. think it is my favorite take on the Peter Pan story for for always and forever. I think it encapsulates the playfulness and the darkness and it is kind of funny. It is kind of bad. And I guess you could kind of say that it kind of shepherds like the whole genre of movie where it's like, what if this thing that we all knew was slightly different? Yeah. And, and like Which now it's super annoying and boring and no one likes that anymore. But mm-hmm. back in the day, I was definitely a little thrown off at how, low the Rotten Tomatoes score was for this. What? How, it's how low per, it's is like it? It's like 20 percent. That's egregious. That's wrong. Like I'll, it's I'll, a good move. Am I? It's 26 percent. So that means it's a bad movie. It's rotten. It's got a squish it, next to it's it. Ba- oh my God. So the consensus from like the different reviews and the, so Hook came out in 91. So this is like peak Spielberg and people were like Oh, he's kind of just like autopilot throughout this. He's mm-hmm. just kind of like walking through it, which maybe like this is very classic Spielberg. Like it feels very similar in terms of tone and spirit to uh, like Goonies. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Is Goonies? No, Goonies is Spielberg. I would say Goonies is a better movie. Goonies is such a better movie. Yeah. I would agree. Okay. And put into context. Yes. I can understand if coming off the back of Goonies, walking into Hook and being like, what the fuck is this there was no way that there was going to be a success like if goonies was right let we can probably very easily find out where this lands in the spielbergiverse spielbergiverse so so this is uh 10 years after raiders uh Mm -hmm. uh nine years after et okay um right around uh the color purple and schindler's list and he was busy he was busy doing he was a very busy guy he Um, and uh Julia Roberts were just going through a bunch of shit. Yeah. It sounds like they were both at a very stressful time in their li- their lives. Yeah, I like they weren't uh, at first when I saw the stuff about that, I was like, are they were they dating? But no, they were just mad at each other. Yeah, they were just having a hard time. Spielberg was making other great movies. Yeah, and I mean, I guess out of that that list that I just gave, Hook is probably low on my list for that, but still like a bad Spielberg movie is still better than most movies 100 percent. i think there are tons of other kids movies that i love that are trash i don't think this is one of them yeah i wouldn't call this trash but it's like honestly like if i never saw this again i'd be fine with that i would not i have to watch well yeah yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) i did get a little yelly i was like ah yeah you you were like doing a little dance right before we came out oh my god um speaking of coming out um (laughs) so dustin hoffman uh had an interview with playboy magazine and he was saying that him and bob hoskins they had like an epiphany that smee and uh captain hook were gay and they were so excited about it. they were like this is how we play it he's he called them quote a couple of old queens uh and he they thought that oh maybe the the original writer created them that way uh and then they they were so excited um and he says that he improvised like when they were rehearsing, get over here, Smee, give me a foot massage. 
Uh, and then Spielberg <laughs> said, this is a kid's movie. And then they decided, oh, they're just really good friends. <laughs> Which classic uh, backtracking on any m- mild queerness in anything. Yeah. Okay. So the grandmother is in love with the boy she rescues, but we can't have a nice foot rub between two ge- two loving gentlemen. Yeah. Who have lovely facial hair and a healthy working relationship. <laughs> yeah. No, they definitely, that would be, we would feel sorry for Smee. Uh, yeah. In well, that situation. But I mean, even though he's the hot one. When you, um, in the relationship. Yeah. 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 It's like, um, uh, Captain Hook does a lot of like burlesque. Yes. And Smee, yes. Smee is like, I'm totally here for you. Like if you want to bounce ideas off of, like I can help you figure out your costume. I'll make you a plate of food. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to come to this show just because like I've had a day. <laughs> <laughs> Smee, uh. Smee is the supportive burlesque husband. Oh, I think that's very, very accurate. Oh, wait. Oh, that reminds me. So <laughs> a couple weeks ago, <laughs> I accidentally uh, performed in a burlesque show. Uh. Uh, I'm I'm wondering if this is like a classic like stumble on stage moment and then you have to like play along like Nel- Leslie Nielsen style <laughs> like you just have to act I had a natural. bucket on my head <laughs> no so what happened was uh, uh my boyfriend and I went to go see um a burlesque show that a friend of ours was performing in it was an am- mm-hmm. amateur burlesque night and this guy com- comes up to us holding uh a cop uniform and he says hey oh, um yeah. would one of you mind putting this on to like help me with a a thing and i uh i looked at him he was never gonna do it so i said <laughs> sure uh so then for an hour during the show i was just standing in a cop uniform everybody being like are you in this or is this just what you wear uh and then when it was art his the guy's turn um my job was to go on stage uh be like you're under arrest and then he basically just like grinded on me for three minutes perfect i he my boyfriend like showed me pictures and a video afterwards and I was like, oh God. <laughs> You're like, in the moment it wasn't that intense. Well, no, in the moment, it, like the guy like rubbed up against me and gave me a little like kiss on the on the lips. <laughs> oh boy. But well, I did boyfriend. get paid $9. <laughs> oh, that's more dollars than you were going to make that night. That's, yeah. I That paid for like that's fantastic. the lift home. Yeah. Oh, you got peed. Yeah, so now I've caught the bug. I decided I want to do like a Jewish burlesque show and it's just going to be me eating like a really drippy uh, Reuben sandwich. I thought you were going to just continue to be the object that people ground upon. It's like, you dress as a bear and I'll be the tree. Scratch your back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've been going to the gym a lot lately, so I guess people can just kind of run themselves against me for relief. This is my (laughs) shtick. Jack has some really funny lines in this movie and they're well written and like I said... The kid that plays Jack might be some of the best acting in the yeah, film. Yeah, he's got he's got like some good uh, sass to him. Yeah. Also, j- Carrie Fisher did do a little bit of um, script punch up on this. Oh, did she? Yeah. So She's maybe. Great. What a wonderful. There's a lot of great names associated with this. I think so. Um, also, I'm looking at the guy that co-wrote Hook, and I'm seeing. He helped write Muppet Treasure Island. Okay. This guy what? just loves. Look at the and the um. Yeah. It's very similar looking in the... Also, Crossbones, which... What's Crossbones? Is that the Britney Spears movie? Uh, It is a (laughs) fictionalized uh, version of Blackbeard. He loves... This guy loves pirates. Yes. We should hang out. Who is his name? Um, His name is James V. Hart. Okay. James... 
He also he also the last helped write the last Mimsy. Oh, that movie is so bad. Yeah. Oh god, I remember watching that like on like a field trip because we had like one of those coach buses for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Boom, we're gonna watch Last Mimsy," and I couldn't understand what was happening. You're like, I can't stand this. Yeah, uh, but uh, Alyssa, do you have any final thoughts or things we haven't really covered before we rate this, John? <sighs> you know, I think. I- I think I've learned a lot more about this movie today, which I love learning. Thank you. And I loved critical thinking about this movie and I loved talking about it. And I just, I want to say it is a good movie. I feel like I'm really fucked up about this Rotten Tomatoes score of what, 26? I, I was definitely thrown off when it said that, but I was also like, this is like, I've seen, I saw it a bunch of times when I was a kid, but it doesn't, it doesn't super like hold a place in my mm. heart. No, oh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it definitely like holds a place in my heart. I like it's not, it's not a thing where I'm it's biased. like like because I think it, it's not like oh it's like Space Jam where it's like oh my god it's such a good movie and then you watch it and you're like this is horseshit like there's good stuff no, in Space here. Space Jam is a fantastic movie. Uh oh, guess you're coming back. Oh my god, to, to, to read a book and then Space Jam. Uh, well, have you read the book Space Jam? It's my other yeah. favorite book. <laughs> it's also by J.M. Barry, <laughs> and he donated everything to a uh, the. <laughs> basketball school <laughs> the basketball school you know the one um who invented basketball nesbit i think was his name i was gonna call it the nesbit school of basketball orphans i was trying to think but... of a pun with dribble oh dribble tech <laughs> <laughs> do you dribble dribble university perfect all right so now's the part of the show where we rate everything um on a scale of zero to five you can be as specific as you want uh and kind of laser focused with your uh decimal places okay i see a lot of decimal places on this um excel sheet you have here that i'm very (laughs) google sheet it's a different um but uh uh, yeah Alyssa, tell me what do you what are you thinking you want to give hook today um listen i'm gonna give it a port 4.65 wow i i don't see any i didn't even have to think about it 4.65 it is a good time i mean what are you watching movies for to like sit there and analyze it go fuck yourself go watch something else then don't even put the movie on you came here to have a fun time there's kids chanting and yelling robin williams has shaved his whole body for you do you understand for you (laughs) for you so uh you know if you're not here to have a good time like what are you even doing that's right like i had a good time but uh, this movie is so long. Like we have, it we is two talked, hours and twenty one minutes. We, yeah, long. we haven't talked about this. This movie has no business being that length. Um, yeah, but uh, personally, I'm feeling a little bit more eh on it, so I'm giving Hook a three point one one. I can understand. I feel like that is a fair assessment. Yeah, like that's kind of what popped in my head, and I thought, like, yeah, this yeah. this feels right. Like it's not it's not bad by any means. Like it's it's the not a super memorable movie if it's not like you're watching it a lot as a kid yeah. as you or I did. Um but yeah, subtle gay stuff and uh child actors. And also I I like when all the kids are like dancing cuz they're so excited that Peter is flying. Oh my gosh. I mean, all of the there's so many like triumphant moments. I think maybe that's why this movie can be a little exhausting <laughs> because it's like two and a half hours of people being like no. Yeah. <laughs> like all of a sudden grow up. Yeah. Um so uh crunching the numbers we're giving Hook a score of 3.88 which puts it right above Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and right below Matilda, which that feels 
really accurate. Uh, these are you just keep naming all of my favorite films, and I'm really jammed up but about I'm, how I'm, low all of these scores are. I'm feeling great though because I mean the high threes like that's a like as a person who only who like really has a thing with being the best and the rightest all the time. I'm having a problem with this. Well, pick a better movie next time. Yeah! Very dare you. (laughs) I wore my velvet shirt for this. (laughs) But I mean, I think, I don't know. I think that feels about right. Like Matilda and Willy Wonka, they're both kind of like magical movies. Matilda, I remember being also way too long. uh, And Willy Wonka had good songs. Willy Wonka. Gene Wilder is an absolute inspiration for me. This is also weird because we were talking about Roald Dahl earlier. Oh. Wow, we this keep is, coming back to stuff. We have like spooky. Dustin Hoffman and uh, Robin Williams in drag. We have <laughs> now what uh, mag- magical movies? Roll dolls come back again. This is a little like synchronicity ep- moment yeah. that we keep having. Well, t- speaking of moments, th- this was a lovely this moment is, that I had with you on moment. the podcast. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug? Plug. Um, come see Makeup or Breakup. It's the last Saturday of every month. That means we're going to be back March 28th. Um, don't forget Ross Weissman's birthday happened already in the past. So if you didn't say anything to him about his birthday, please make sure you do that. He, wow, thank you. Um, yeah, he likes it when you don't think his podcast is for kids. <laughs> so get him one of those for his birthday. Uh, um, <laughs> and thank you. Yeah. And then... Um, I was going to keep plugging your stuff. I was like, what else do you have? But I'm not hosting the podcast. Yeah, that's fair. I'll, I will happily <laughs> post uh, plug my things. Um, uh, I am going to be in uh, the uh, the show, A Good Good Comedy, Worst of Philly. Um, it is at 8.30 p.m. I believe when this comes out, it'll be next week. I was scrambling. I was scrambling to find when... Uh, I know, you just pulled up Dan Vetrano's Dan page. Oh, it's on june or not june march 21st so okay, yeah so oh i do want to plug my website i'm the dukeness.com i'm sorry i invite no I, I please horned in on your plug also aren't you aren't you in a festival oh i am i'm um this is my third year at hbo's women in comedy festival that'll be in may and eat your beats the other game show that yeah, with I, friend of the podcast alejandro oh, morales I love them yeah Ugh. Yeah, we're both going. We're taking our game show, Eat Your Beats, to Women in Comedy Festival, and then we're doing a bunch of shows there. It's gonna fantastic. Be so good. I love it. Uh, it's my favorite great. favorite time of the year. Well, thank you so much. Um, that is all for today. We will hear you in a fortnight. And go, go, Gadget, and show. <laughs>